Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to level 260 of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. Uh, hey, you were, you were waiting. Were you? I Hopefully you were waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like like I teased on the last uh, wild, super fire hose edition of news, uh, a geeky, uh, geeky, fuzzy trio episode with a, with a different premise, something we haven't done yet. Nice. And uh, I am joined today by none other than the sheriff of Dusseldorf. Danny the Deuce. Hey! That's right. I'm excited. That's right. Uh, Latin Babu Frick himself. <laughs> Come aside, bitches. He's ready to drop all the Babu Fricks. <laughs> you know, I, and, I'm excited because I remember when you first started recording this podcast and I was on, you're like, no music. We're not talking about music. I don't even remember that. Yeah. You were just like, just kiboshing any music talk. So, oh, well, I, I don't remember that, but uh, I'm not going to deny it because five years, a lot of things could be said. And uh, before I forget to introduce him, the others uh, in the group is uh, none other than Benjamin Bluford Blue the Fourth. Oh, yeah, that's me. It is. It is Mr. Blue himself. The fuzzy trio coming at you. And uh, not to belabor the point, you're like, Muzak. Danny said Muzak. And yes. We're going to talk some geeky music for once, much much to Danny's pleasure. Uh, and I, I guess even a Grinch's heart can change where he decides, uh, hey, guys, you want to talk about geeky scores? We're going to settle the score. Ooh, we're ah. going to keep score. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're finally settling the score, Mr. Danny. But yeah, we, uh, we're coming on just to, I mean, it's not really a top 10 in so much that we're going to argue over like, uh, whether we think someone's list is right or not. Just basically the premise was each of us had to go our own ways, think of uh, 10 geeky scores to rank, and then come back and uh, talk all about it. Yeah. Basically, the the only ground rules of it is I didn't want to have an episode where we just blew John Williams for a couple hours. So, <laughs> or Danny Elfman. Or Danny Elfman. Or Danny Elfman. Uh, yeah. I, I limited, you. we got to pick two things from a composer for our list meaning we would have more composers. So at least like five, ostensibly, if you pick two from five different talented uh, score writers, mm. musicians, composers, musical peoples. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it means, yes, John Williams is going to be on the list. Uh, duh, oh, fucking duh. duh. <laughs> but yeah, but, but some other amazing people. And uh, I guess... I'll just start to say how I put together my list and give you guys your moment to talk about it. So basically what I did, I was like, how do how do I do this? Do I do my favorites? Do I think what's best? And I literally just sat down at the table and was like, Joe, hum geeky scores that you can think of right now. And just like as I like hummed them, I wrote down on a piece of paper like the the name of the song and the and the composer. And that was when I was like, crap, I'm doing a lot of John Williams. I should probably limit this. So I messaged <laughs> you guys. We only get to do two. <laughs> And Those are uh, your after, rules. after I had composed the list, I looked down and I was like, well, hell, that's like 12. So I can just rank this and figure out which of my kitties I'm going to I'm going to kill. But 
with that being said, this I didn't do a deep dive or say, like, what are my favorite movies or, like, what score really makes me feel a certain way. It was just, like, off the top of my head, composers that have written something that were in my personal zeitgeist, like, right there. Like, if you, if I was like, hey, listener, hum your favorite geeky score. Like, you're probably going to pick something by John Williams or Elfman or maybe one of these other people we're going to mention. And that's just how I did mine. So, yes, mine's a little more popular. It's a little more earwormy. But I'm, I'm pleased with it because uh, I do feel like Mr. Deuce and Blue probably did their list differently. So, which one of you wants to go next? Oh, let Danny go first. Ah, thank you for the pleasure, sir. Always uh, appreciate your gentlemanship. Mm-hmm. All right. So... I couldn't find the instrumental on this one, but for my number ten. All right, so hold on. no, 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 we're not, we're not doing the list, Danny. We're doing how, how you picked your list. <laughs> yes, sorry, got ahead of myself. So how I picked my list is essentially these are scores that come to mind often in my daily life um, throughout my day. So. This is kind of just background music that I play when I go through random situations. Um, this list was really easy for me to put together. And the fact that I knew the tune, I just didn't know the name or the composers to a couple of these. So I had to dig deep. But, um, yeah. Nice. That's how nice. I kind of find it. It's just, these are very familiar songs because I play them often in my cabeza. Nice. Blue, yeah, how about nice. you? Okay, so for, for my songs... Um, Anything that had, like, a deep emotional tie or something that, like, if I'm thinking of, of like, oh, you said composers, I was, like, immediately, like, blah, I know the movie, I know the, the song, I know exactly which one I liked very much. I probably have them on, like, my iTunes and stuff, uh, which I do for 90% of my list. Nice. Nine of them. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like... That's how I kind of went around doing this, was just thinking of, oh, I know exactly what musics I like. And uh, I, I had asked originally if we could do video game music, but uh, we're sticking to movies and TV. So I do have honorable mentions for, for video games, though, because some of my favorite composers in the world worked on video games. Yeah. So, yeah. Very nice. That's where, that's where I'm at. That would have been a big game changer, is video games, because that would have fucked my list up. <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's however you wanted to go with the geeky stuff i guess we can be happy that blue has this covered in that that avenue but uh yeah i mean every single one of these songs i definitely own on my itunes if it's available like they're they're songs i listened to quite a bunch of it on a playlist like when i was doing graduate studies so i feel you i feel you danny i feel you blue but uh danny i think you're buying at the bit to start us off on our list so you have the pleasure sir so my number 10 I don't think would categorize as really geeky. I guess this is up for the the fuzzball judges. But my number 10, I hum often because I love this show so much. And it holds up to this very day. And it's a really guilty pleasure. And it's the theme to MASH. Oh, I'll allow it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I couldn't find the instrumental, but I can play the the lyrical version, even though I don't like it as much. Um, well, you, don't but have, it is... you don't have to play it. Well, you could hum it. No. So <laughs> it's it, 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 the title track is Suicide is Painless by Johnny Mandel. All of my songs can be found on Spotify, so uh, I ain't humming shit. So, you know, go ahead and YouTube it or Spotify it. But yeah, it just it's it's. It's a song that really uh, 
is it's very passive but yet emotional at the same time it, it it's calming but intense it really feels like uh, a a tune that can play be played after like a, a storm like the calm after the storm right I mean, that, right? I mean, I like the syncopation on that. It was a real little jazzy you had it going there. I was, I was snapping, snapping my fingers right now. I mean, I'm all, I'm always gonna allow this, Danny, because my, my grandpa, who was like my dad, this, this was a show. I mean, yeah, it's, it's how we got a DVD player in my grandparents' house was Mash. Like, <laughs> like it just, yeah, like literally, my grandma saying, "Daddy, we should get the DVD." Grandpa being like, "No, we don't need the DVD." And she's like, "Oh, but all the movies are coming out on the DVD, and the boys would really like it." And he's like, "We don't need the DVD." So then time goes by, and then my grandma comes home and she says. Uh, Daddy, they have they have the whole Mash series on the DVD. My grandpa's like, well, why don't we have the DVD? Like, let's go get the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and and in no time flat, there was a new TV and a DVD player and the entire set of Mash. And I mean, it's it's ironic. We didn't watch anything else. It was just always like Mash DVDs in there. But that's okay because it brought my grandpa joy. And anytime Mash is on, like literally, it's on, and I'm like, hi, grandpa, how you doing? You know. So uh, I didn't know that the name of the song was Suicide is Painless, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the lyrics are really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just hear the instrumental in my head. I I, I don't know that I've ever looked at the lyrics, but yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the Korean War was not a, not a happy moment. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or silly. Or work, working in a uh, medical unit, uh, medical field unit in the Korean War either. Or in any war. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. No, I, that's a that's a great choice, and I, I I think it's it's geeky enough, you know what I mean? Especially because it has so much so much nostalgia around it, and I'll allow it. My grandpa, grandpa yeah. looters, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and you know, leave it up to me to start the show on an upbeat note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. What about you, Mister Blue? All right. So my number ten is um, I'm I'm probably gonna get a lot of people if when they're when they're listening to this. But it's from uh, Hans Zimmer was the composer, and uh, the song was "Deliver Us" from The Prince of Egypt. Ooh. That song is so fucking good. And John um, happened to find uh, this guy. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Young. Yeah, who sings this like rock version of it, like this metal version of it, and I'm just like. It's so good that you can make it in different genres too. The song is just fucking amazing. Uh, can, I mean, the movie was amazing too, but like, but like, uh Can I'm, you hum, I, a, hum a few bars, Mister Blue? I don't know if I should. I'm not going to do it justice. Okay. <laughs> you coward! Sing the song. <laughs> don't, don't be a coward. Sing the song. <laughs> do not be a coward. You need to sing the song. <laughs> use the puppets <laughs> oh man it's just so powerful like yeah no because then if i if i start humming it i'm gonna like sing the freaking song no and that's what we want blue no you have an amazing <laughs> voice uh, well thank you i don't think you've ever heard me sing but thank you I oh, have. Blue, sing, blue sings nice let's see oh no why are you doing that 
You can look it up on the YouTube's. I know it's right here in front of. I have it up in front of me because <laughs> I was listening to it. Uh. Yes. So there you go. There's a little. There's a little taste of it. I'll be honest. Oh, none man. of my none of my stuff has words. It was all instrumental, but I'll, I'll allow anything with words. It's fun. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah. But uh, definitely Prince of Egypt, man. That that's a good freaking movie. Yeah, yeah. It really is. So I guess it comes to me, my number ten, huh? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, this this is so hard because I literally have three. And that I could, any one of them could fill this 10 spot or like my nine spot. Um, but I'm just, I'll go with uh, what's currently written as number 10. And uh, it's just because when I, when the show started playing and the music swept in with the weird clock map shit going on. Are you not excited? Not excited? Not excited? What's the show? What's the show? What's the show about? I just, Ramen, Jawadi, Game of Thrones, that opening. I I just don't know. Like I I'm literally just from humming it. I'm a little like goose fleshy and like excited. Like, oh people people gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> like oh man, it uh it just it it's a good more current just instrumental and like I mean a lot of the scoring of Game of Thrones period is really really wonderful. But uh, I think, like, you know, for a 10 spot, I was like, I definitely want to, like, name drop this because it, 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 it's good. I mean, what do you guys think? It's freaking great. Yes, absolutely. It's iconic at this point, I would say. Yeah. So, so South Park did a parody episode of Game of Thrones. Okay. And they're pretty much making fun of uh, the fact that there are so many wieners in the show. Okay. And so they did a parody song. Of the Game of Thrones thing was wiener, 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 wiener. <laughs> so every time I hear the Game of Thrones theme song, I hear the wiener, 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 wiener. Oh, I don't watch South Park. I think that show stopped being good around the second or third season. But uh, that's just, I mean, that's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. But uh, I mean, The Simpsons definitely did a did a tribute to it for their for their couch gag. So. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just it's uh, even with wieners on it, it's still good music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, Danny, that takes you to your number nine. Sorry, I was missing it. All right. So this I don't, one I don't know what just happened. But... <laughs> yeah, I did a spit take. Sorry. So my next number nine, I would have put higher on the list if I w- didn't love all the other songs more. But I think this song, it's this theme or score. Is so influ- influential that it it's you 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 hear it in every genre in this genre you hear it in every score afterwards, and okay. that is the main theme for The Shining by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkins. Ooh, the the weird like use of the horn to set the like the danger and the in the mood and how it's used to kind of keep the audience unsettled the entire time. So you're never comfortable or, or getting complacent while watching this movie because you're always hearing just kind of like that weird uh, unsettling kind of to- low tonal unbalance uh, throughout the, the, the scenes. 
I have it queued up. Do you want me to play it or sure, man? Know? Feel free. Please, right. Give us a Let's couple see if seconds. Comes through. I I apologize on this uh, ex expose. Excellent podcasting. All right, here we go. Yeah, uh, did that come through okay? Oh, it came through perfect. The, right, perfect. the synth on that just uh, it sets the mood. It it yeah. really does, and it just keeps you. It just makes you naturally unsettled, and it's so perfect. And you still see like that influencing like the score for the Conjuring and 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 and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's a it's a very good choice. Yeah, I'm glad you all liked it. <laughs> <laughs> What about what about you, Mr. Blue? Okay, so my number nine um, is from the movie Three Hundred. It is uh, it was composed by Mr. Tyler Bates, and the song itself is called "To Victory." Uh, it's one of the opening songs to the movie where it just I, I don't know if you got have did you guys actually watch Three Hundred? Did you just yes. watch it a lot like I did because I yeah. watched it. Way too many times. Movies and that, that opening music, like after the when when the kid is getting ready to like they're talking about um, Leonidas as the child and he's learning and the music is just fucking pumped and there's just like the drums and 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 uh, uh, the, the the deep bass and then you have like the chanting in the background like. And I'm like, oh, I'm ready for a battle. Like, let's go. Like, let's do this. The whole movie. Okay, so Tyler Bates did did all the music for freaking movie. But, like, the whole movie, you're just, like, set. You're pumped. You're ready to go. And it was just, I keep, because I've seen the movie so many times. I actually watched it, like, three times in theater. Um, the only movie I've ever watched. Uh, and I... I just keep thinking of that opening, just the opening got pumped and excited. And I was like, I'm ready for the rest of this fucking movie. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Like, <laughs> you guys have that same feeling? Am I, am I alone in that? No, like, no. Watch the movie? Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like you got really quiet and started cutting out, but I heard everything you said. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I was like, does he, is he stepping away from the mic? Cause he's getting so excited. <laughs> no, I was, I was turning my head and stuff, but yeah, I was, yeah. Sorry. yeah. No, that's that, that movie. Um, that movie fucks. Like, yes, that, that yes, movie gets you pumped up. I know there's a lot of people who who love Gladiator, and that's like the movie that like uh, roids them out. But mm -hmm. fuck that movie. It has nothing on 300. 300 oh. will get you doing pull ups in a fucking garage in oh, the afternoon. Hundred percent, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you'll need to be fighting the neighbor's fucking pit bull after watching 300. Like that movie <laughs> fucking gets you going. Hell yeah. Yeah, neither neither one of those movies as a historian is historically accurate. Oh, so, oh like, get on your high horse. No, so oh, I'm like right. you you can't you can't be like mad about either one of them, you know what I mean? They're just uh they're uh they're they're sword and sandal flicks, you know what I mean? Just as much as like freaking uh Spartacus or <laughs> based off some tangential like Roman history shit. 
as well as freaking uh uh even like uh what do you call it uh, uh not the ten commandments that's based on the bible but uh the uh ben-hur you know what i mean yeah like, yeah like it's 300 that's a great comic book adaptation first and foremost and uh yeah it's uh i didn't you know i didn't i no, I guess none of that music ever ever stuck with me where I was like, you know, when I think of like scores, but like I totally, totally support it. Like, you know what I mean? Especially if it means something to you, Blue. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It was just, it really got me going. Like, uh, yeah. It was one of those things that like when you watched it, you just wanted to work out. And I was like, I got to watch this movie. I got to, I got to watch this movie because I got to work out. So I got, I got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if we're transitioning to me with something that gets me excited, it's really easy. Uh, oh, it's so hard right now. Oh man, like, oh, if I'm if I'm thinking of a a theme for a superhero, that freaking. Uh, my first drop of Hans Zimmer, also credit to Junkie XL, and I really, really think you should do yourself a favor and listen to, uh, I think it's Chloe Zhao play it, yeah. Tina, Tina Guo, Tina Guo, listen to her play it on the cello, all super smexy. Oh man, that Wonder Woman, like, yes, say what you will about like the Snyderverse movies, but that piece of music, just freaking, it, it's great, it really like gets me excited. And, like, when I was like, what superhero themes are in my head? And there's some obvious ones. But then all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, waddle, 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 boom. <laughs> so good. So that's my, that's oh, my number nine. I, Wonder Woman by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. I, I, I think it, it's two for Hans. I, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I totally feel awful that I didn't even think about that one. That oh, one. That song fucks. Out of the entire DCU. That's that score is the best thing to come out of it. Like that fucking song gets you going. Just the fucking the war drums that it has. Oh, it is brilliantly put together. Oh, oh I, yeah. Well, that's good to know, Danny. That if you thought of it, it might have made your list. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's just so like I'm like literally I played two songs and I'm I'm all amped up and excited and I shouldn't be because my back's messed up right now. I shouldn't be this excited. <laughs> but. And yeah, like Hans Zimmer, he's so versatile. He does so many different things, you know, just from Prince of Egypt to like that, like so incredibly talented. And I'm sure he's going to be mentioned a couple more times on the list because we each get to mention him twice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to mention him again, but uh, I I switched out so that we wouldn't have too much Hans. But uh, I did have another one from because he also did the Pirates of the Caribbean. He did. did All right. So I guess we'll just transition to number eight going over to Mr. Danny. So I'm going to bring down the testosterone in this room for a second. <laughs> but we just did a, a woman empowerment song. Come on. Oh, what You know what I mean. The aggression <laughs> level. We're all jazzed up. We're all hyped up. I'm pulling a 180. I'm bringing this ship around. Um, and this song for me is very whimsical. Whimsi- wow. Whimsical? I'm not saying that word right now. Whimsical. <laughs> there we go. It is, uh, it is just so innocent and so lovely. And it always brings a smile to my face. And that is the Sherman Brothers theme to the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Oh. 
trying to stop it at the 10 second mark uh, for copyright reasons. <laughs> when I was thinking of your list, in no way, shape, or form did I think you were going to drop some poo on our heads, even though you are the deuce. I am the deuce, <laughs> so you should have seen it coming. Um, it's just Winnie the Pooh is a deep cut for me. Like I'm a huge fan of Winnie the Pooh. I just think his like when when I watch Christopher Robin, like the couple times I watch it, I fucking cry like a child because it's just like there's oh, just an innocence and so in a, in a wisdom about Winnie the Pooh that. I think more of us should uh, aspire to attain. So. That Christopher Robin movie, man, that's so good. Ugh. Fuck, bro, that's a sleeper. Oh, I still haven't watched it. You're fucking up in life, bro. Yeah, dude, <laughs> my boo thing, Ewan McGregor. Oh, man. Real it's, good, huh? Uh, pack some tissues. Like, <laughs> yeah, it makes you rethink where you're at in life. <laughs> for make sure. It makes you rethink uh, how much of your childhood you've lost. Yeah. Ooh. That's rough. But it's not. It's done so wonderfully. Yeah. Ah, it's really good. But, uh, man, Danny, the Sherman bros. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. Thank Way you. to go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was a deep pull. I'm, I'm proud of you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, blue. I, I have speechless. nothing anywhere near that deep on my list. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. I'm sure blue does. I do. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. All right, blue. That's your good segue. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. Um, I'm, I'm glad you did the full 180 on that because I also was going to do a full 180. So now I guess I'm just going with the flow for, for Danny there. So my number eight is from Howard Shore and uh, it is Concerning Hobbits from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. If you don't know that song, it's the one uh, that everybody knows, like with the flutes and the really nice that's a good one i I purposely put no lord of the rings music on there even though i saw it when i did some research i was like nope i don't care how pretty the music is i don't like them movies (laughs) okay that's fair uh i did um and it's totally okay for us to disagree uh i love you anyway you're my work no howard uh, shore is very talented i just i don't know he is I love that song. Like that song is um, very relaxing for me. And I'm I'm backing Blue up on this one. I think that's a great choice because that entire score really captures and encompasses like the fantasy element of Lord. Like it's just that's a that's a deep pool. I I I like that one, Blue. That's We're walking through a forest for three books. There you go. You guys are ready for my higher numbers because from (laughs) here, basically from here on up, it's just going to get crazy. Oh, I love it. Fair enough. I, I was sort of counting on you, Blue, for that. Yeah, I think I think I have one more surprise, and it's all stereotypical, Dan. I, I, think the deuce you, from here. <laughs> I think you guys won't be surprised at all by my list. And uh, the next one, so I said I didn't put any Lord of the Rings on. I considered Howard Shore. I'm like, but I honestly don't know, like, any specifics. And I tried to, like, hum, like, a, a tune from Lord of the Rings, and I couldn't. So that just means it didn't hit me on that level. But this one, uh, I, I have, like, a love-hate relationship. Like, I love it, but I also, like, hate it because I'm a big Star Wars fan. But, I mean, really, like... 
Do, 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 do. Bom, 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 Oh my gosh. Oh, that's my number five. Dude. <laughs> huh. Oh my gosh. That is great. That was also on my list. That's on my is list. on your list? Is that a I'm punt? Switching. So we're punting. No, I'm going to. We're punting. No, I can, I can change it up. I can say, no, 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 because I've got stuff I can switch out too. So. Well, you're making this complicated. Just let's just talk about how much we love it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like literally, I told you guys, I've got I've got a couple things I could I could skip out, but like you can't you can't talk about like iconic geeky scores without talking about Jerry Goldsmith and freaking Star Trek. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. You 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 just can't. <laughs> like it's 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 iconic. You know you. I, I don't know if you guys got it from like the first notes because like you oh, always yeah, but yeah, uh, I put it on my list because I sort of felt like I had to. I enjoy the music for sure, but uh, you know what I mean. It's not not one of those. I don't know. It's just yeah, it's a it's a punt. So we can talk about it later with you guys. Got okay. it. Well, mine that was my next one. So oh okay, that was your next one. So well, I mean, if if I was gonna throw a hail mary into the list, just something to to reference literally would be uh, the Incredibles score from Michael Giacchino. That's one of my like on the list like throw in as a as an extra. So I mean, Giacchino is an up and comer. Like if he keeps producing at this level, he's going to be known like in the same pantheon as some of these people we're talking about. Uh, the Incredibles just because like the best Fantastic Four movie that's ever been made, <laughs> and, and like the the entirety of that like soundtrack is so good. Um, but like that Incredibles theme really really rocks. But I mean, I, I listen to the Rogue One soundtrack like over and over when I'm studying for sure. That's by him as well. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the Jurassic World soundtrack, like, and he's done some other stuff. So, but if I have to pick for him, like that Incredibles, it's it's incredible. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'll just I'll toss that in at, at my eight, and then you guys can uh, bring up the Star Trek later. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I See, like this I said, is this is this is why I didn't like the humming. This is why I. Was, I, I I thought that was Superman. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that was Star Trek: Next Generation. Oh, that oh. sounds like Superman. No, 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 no. I'll hum Superman later. Well, <laughs> I guess me too. <laughs> there, there we go. No, it's uh, it was Star Trek. So that's that's Blues number seven. Star right. Trek. Yeah. What's your number seven, Mister uh, Blue or uh, Danny? So before we get off the rails and go full deuce, this is the score from possibly one of my could be top four, top three movies of all time. Fucking love this movie. I think, again, along with the Winnie the Pooh, it sets up a very innocent, playful tone. Um, This is the theme, the score called I Am Forrest, Forrest Gump by Alan Silvestri. Wow. Oh, nice.
So yeah, I'm watching a feather float. Yes. I hope you don't. I, I'm gonna say something right now, and I hope you don't get upset with me. I fucking hate that song. Oh, and ew. but here's but here's the reason why. So I had to play that song um, when I was in band in the seventh grade and I was the only dude in the flute section because that's what I played. I played the flute and boy howdy did I get bullied like crazy for that fucking song um, because I liked the song and I played it and it just reminds me of bad times. I just need to watch the movie again with you guys and that way I can replace those bad memories with good memories. And then I'll like the song again. But boy, howdy, does that fill me with rage. Oh, no. Like, that's that song is so good. You literally can have, like, minutes of an intro watching a feather float and enjoy it. Yes. Like, like and then it plays on the outro when the feather leaves. Like, it's yes. crazy. And that's uh, why I liked it so much when I was young. And I was like, yeah, I get to play this song. This is great. And then... <laughs> And then everything happened, and it's fine. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm glad Danny mentioned it, but this was never even in contention for me when I was thinking of like geeky scores. Like, it is a film score, but like, I didn't, I didn't qualify it when I was like thinking of stuff like that I considered geeky. But I'm glad Danny included it. Yeah, well, yeah. I consider myself geeky, and this is a song that I play in my head uh, several times. And Blue, um, I'm sorry, it sucks to be you, but the song's great. And Danny, you said yeah. one of your favorite movies ever. Yeah, it's up there. Oh, I love it. It's a great it's movie. A, if it's, it's on, it, it's it, getting watched. Exactly. I've seen that yeah. movie probably easily a hundred times. Because if I it's mean, on TV and I happen to like make eye contact with that movie, like I'm finishing it regardless of what part it's on. <laughs> Literally, like Benjamin Bluford Blue the Fourth. Like his nickname on the podcast is because I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I actually gone out of my way to avoid watching that movie because if I'm going through my guide. And I see it, I will just like jump ten channels because if I, oh, wow. if it Fair starts, enough. I'm watching it. Yeah, it. Uh, I I, wa- I find it on TV and I just watch it and I stop searching. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah, it's a uh, it's so good. I I love that movie very much. I actually uh, accidentally spoiled the end of that movie during one of my deployments. It was a, <laughs> a, a dick. Did I never tell you guys that story? Oh, no, I don't think so. All right. So to all you listening, if you haven't seen Forrest Gump, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to spoil the end of the movie. Uh, I'll give a spoiler warning so you can skip ahead 30 seconds. But all the crew chiefs, I end up in a I'm, There's like two medics. So I'm in the tent with the crew chiefs. And if you know Air Force crew chiefs, they're like the most uncouth, like lovely human beings you'll ever find. Like they're just a wild, rowdy bunch of maintainers. But uh, I walk in, you know, I, I smoke my cigarette outside, I come in, and they're all watching Forrest Gump. And I'm like, we're watching Forrest Gump again? The guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the guys is like, I've never seen it. And I'm like, yeah, you've never seen Forrest Gump. And he's like, I've, I've never seen Forrest Gump. And I'm like, bro, the movie's been out forever. It's a, it's a masterpiece. You've seen Forrest Gump. He's like, I've never seen it. And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I hope you have seen it, because spoilers, friends, skip ahead 30 seconds. Jenny fucking dies. <laughs> and this guy's face just like... I watch it like he's so aghast and all the other crew chiefs who are like they're the ones that are talking about the worst stuff like the most R-rated garbage all the time just looking at me like I'm a freaking monster and I'm like 
you've never seen Forrest Gump? And the guy just stares like he's going to murder me. And I'm like, I'm going to go smoke again. <laughs> like, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I said even more like how it happens. Like, uh, I was not my, my, my shining moment. In yeah, sun, but in your know. defense, that movie's been out for a while, so it's like, if he's going to get well, around, he's going to This was like 2003 during the Iraq War, so like, you know what I mean? It's not like, it was it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not like I did it yesterday, you know, it'd be different nowadays, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, and, uh, like, whenever Forrest Gump comes on, I totally think of that moment in my life, and I laugh about it. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a couple of crew chiefs that are like, oh, I remember when freaking Gilligan just, like, totally, like, laid it on the line. <laughs> oh, Gilligan! Although, at that point in my military career, that wasn't my call sign. It wasn't Gilligan. I think I was going by Riot. So, yeah. Anywho, yeah. that's a It's a good song. So we're going to Blues number 7, Star Trek by Jerry Goldsmith. So I have so many memories uh, with that theme song and my father. Uh, it's very tied deeply uh, with my dad because on the weekends was the only time I really got to see him most of the time when he was in the military. Um, uh, unless he was sneaking me in um, onto the base and stuff like that. Then, you know, if I had days off and such, we'd be doing that. Oh, actually, kind of a lot uh, now that I come to think of it. Uh, maybe I was just repressing. Anyways, so uh, I got to I got to watch uh, Star Trek: Next Generation with him like a lot uh, over the weekends, and it was such a good time because he would I would start my day off with him making us banana pancakes on a Saturday, watch my Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons would be off. He'd watch uh, some cowboy show that he watched, and then um, by mid afternoon we'd watch Star Trek: Next Generation together. And it was really freaking great. And we had, we still to this day will watch the heck out of that show together. If I go over there by myself, um, he'll be like, hey, you want to you watch this show? And I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, we're going to watch this show. And uh, yeah, I just, um, it's really nice. It's a really nice memory for me. Um, well, I mean, definitely. I watched The Next Generation with my family. That was like event television. Like we would watch it like with our TV trays in the family room because we're white trash. Uh, and <laughs> like and, and even like curbed a little bit into Deep Space Nine, but like Deep Space Nine is where I sort of like fell off and like started doing my own thing. But yeah, like and that I mean the music's great. Like I I like Star Trek. It's just don't ever make me pick between Trek and Star Wars because Trek's gonna lose. Yep. Yeah. So I mean that's, that's just fair. yeah that's I, fair. I appreciate a lot about Star Trek. I'm listening to a podcast right now where these guys are like unpacking like the the original series episodes and it's like lovely listening I'm, i haven't gone back to rewatch any of the episodes they've talked about <laughs> but i like listening to them jaw about it you know <laughs> so yeah. i appreciate geeks talking about geek topics i guess but uh yeah that, that jerry goldsmith music is just lovely yeah is, so wait is this new generation or is this original so they, they reused the music from jerry goldsmith for the next generation so right, he, because he wrote, i love me some fucking theremin and the fact that he used the theremin was fucking... It, I love it. It's gorgeous. Well, he... I mean, he wrote the song for Star Trek The Motion Picture, I believe. Mm. So, um, and then, like, it was retooled and reused. And most people know it because of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm, okay. So, yeah. And then I think, like, it was brought back, like, when they were replaying, like, Star Trek stuff. They, like, just mm -hmm. put it into, like, the original Star Trek. Although, when it first was on TV, I'm not sure that it was there. So... 
But I think that like opening the bum 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 bum, I think that was in the original series. But don't quote me on it. I'm not a I'm not a Trek lorist. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not a Trekker. I'm not a Trekkie. You know who is a Trekkie? Surprisingly, who? My lady. There you go. Caitlin. She loves Star Trek. Report back to us, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the group message. <laughs> oh, what happened? Did I cut out again? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> All right, so my number seven, which uh, based on Blue might be a punt, but I'm not sure. Uh, it would be Pirates of the Caribbean by Hans Zimmer. That's my second Zimmer. Oh. There you go. That's all you get. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, swashbuckling adventure music. Like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's good. It's really enjoyable. Uh, and that's my number seven. I, I enjoy it. And I guess Blue just didn't put it on his list because he wanted to be edgy and deep Polish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he definitely I, mentioned it. He just didn't didn't pick it for his list. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like this is a good definitely pick. Definitely mentioned it. This is a good pick. I like it. Um, Hans Zimmerman did a good job with the score of uh, oh, capturing adventure. You, you hear that song and you do feel like you're about to go on an adventure about swashbuckling. Like something's about to happen in the deep blue sea that's not scurvy. It is going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the, the entire score for, for Pirates is great. And uh, Hans Zimmer just brings it. it it's incredible. He's a very, very talented uh, musician, composer, musical man. <laughs> Hats off, sir. Hats off. Yeah. All right. So moving on to number six, Danny. All right. So keeping it up with the delightful hope and in, in inspiring scores, um, I feel like this is going to be higher on all your lists, but it's definitely one. This is a song that is so amazing that I remember playing one of the various Lego games and just coasting around doing absolutely nothing except have the score play in the background and it's John Williams Superman theme. Let's just punt right now, Danny. Yep. 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 Let's just punt right now. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Superman by John Williams, Danny. We'll, we will talk about it later on in the list for sure. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Then blue, the floor is yours. Or do you want me just to swap? <laughs> no, I mean you you could swap or you could keep it whatever you want, Denny. No, I mean like all right, now we'll just go ahead, Blue. <laughs> are you gentlemen ready? No. No, I am not. No, you are not okay. So I'm gonna give you a hint as to the song. Blah 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 blah. It's a Godzilla theme. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. Okay. Like, it's iconic. It's great. It's been used, remixed, and redone so many times, and it came out in the 50s. Bruh. It's rough. (laughs) And I love it. And it just brings so many happy memories and thoughts to my brain whenever I hear it. And, uh, it, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's the fucking theme song to Godzilla. Giant, radioactive, 
kaiju. Love them. Love the song. So on brand for you, uh, Mr. Blue. Yeah, like I'm. I'm not so actually. If I was surprised by anything, is the fact that it's in your number six spot. <laughs> Honestly, I'm with Joey. Uh, if there was ever easy money on a bet, I would have bet that this would have been on your list. <laughs> is, is this your one? Is this your one that you thought was going to be on his list, Danny? Yeah. No, I would. This would have been. If I was betting in Vegas, this would be a one in one. Like I would have just won my money back, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I for sure am not surprised in any way, shape, or form. I would have been more surprised if it didn't. In fact, I just was surprised you started like humming, and I was like, oh, that low, huh? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Blue loves loves all things kaiju, and I can just give a shout out to episode two forty two forty Kai Blue all fuzzballs attack. You wanna Ooh, you wanna what? listen to Blue like lead a podcast triumphantly? talk all about kaiju like just go to 240 from may 1st uh yeah and i think he also does the godzilla theme at some point in the podcast i I opened with it (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah no surprise whatsoever it's 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 a good theme definitely like uh i knew where you were going i just didn't want to interrupt i just wanted to see how far you were going to take it nice yeah all right so my number six i don't know if it's going to be a punt uh it is a john williams tune um, and I think it hits my number six spot. So picking John Williams was hard for me. Very, very hard. Uh, full disclosure, I, I said Superman's a punt. So this is not Star Wars music, although I love every single freaking John Williams Star Wars. I love his Indiana Jones. But I think this comes down to my my Tyranno, my seven-year-old, is in love with dinosaurs right now. And uh, we have a little cat piano that the boys play on, and I've learned how to play this on the piano really simply for him. And it's it's freaking Jurassic Park from John Williams. Like, I'm a dinosaur, I'm a dinosaur, I'm a dinosaur, I'm a dino, dinosaurs, gonna fuck up Ian Malcolm, gonna eat a lawyer in a kaibo on the park lot. <laughs> like, uh, like... Ah, the, his music for Jurassic Park, like, as much as I love the Star Wars music, as much as I love the Indiana Jones music, it's just, it's transcendent. Like, it's, wow. Like, and it's John Williams, but it's both, like, that's one thing, like, John Williams has a definite tone, and his music does sound like each other, but it's different enough. Like, he just, as Heather likes to say, he's the greatest musical storyteller of our generation. Like, he encapsulates and makes that movie better and like without the music it's not the same movie like it's just not and uh i i don't know i just i I, it was hard picking john williams but that's my pick jurassic park by john williams nice absolutely incredible not not good pick it's a great pick great pick yeah it's uh it's lovely music like the the entirety of the score is great but it's just i don't know it's just something that he does with it and i've Thing, I mean, I didn't get to go to John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl this year, but like the last time he did it, like three years ago, I, I got to go. And this is one of the piece of music. That were, and I, I think I know what my favorite John Williams are, because when they were played live with him, like, you know, conducting the orchestra, I know which ones like hit me in my soul. And it literally is uh, one we're going to talk about later. The Jurassic Park score. And then if I got to pick another John Williams, it's going to be Mother Truck and E.T., like something about ET really gets me, but uh, I only got to pick two, so there you go. I, I, what I like about this score is it. I don't. It's just weird. I don't know if it's a psychological effect from watching that Jurassic Park, 
but it it really feels gigantic. Like it feels like you're about to encounter dinosaurs. Yeah. Like just the epicness of of seeing such a, a majestic creature roaming around would have this song playing in the background. Yeah. And like going to Universal when you go down like where Jurassic Park was, where Jurassic World is now and that music's playing through the speakers, you just feel it. You know what I mean? You dare believe like a, a oh, yeah. dinosaur might eat you or your children like on your on your theme park vacation <laughs> because of that music. It's uh it's lovely. It's so good. I I just love it. I'm once again excited with the bad back. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's my choice for number number six. And I know I'm not a real Star Wars fan anymore because uh, I I left off uh, Star Wars John Williams. And I apologize, sorry, but uh, he's he's got such a body of work. Like it's hard. You have to you have to pick the ones that really move you, really yeah. really move you. And uh, I love he has tons of tons of Star Wars music. Like how do I pick which specific one that I love? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and, and you kind of just gave away your your not announcing which one you picked <laughs> oh yeah yeah no i mean yeah i punted it's just that's the nature of the game yep 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 good pick good pick yeah, any number five so my number five is a perfect song that essentially transcended into pop culture whenever there's a stressful or tense moment between two people you hear this song and it is the good the bad the ugly main theme by ennio marconi Ooh, okay. Once again, a song I would hey. not have picked because of my parameters, but yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, this thing goes in all different movies. You see it in commercial. This thing is pop, geeky pop culture. No, oh, yeah, I I agree. I agree. Yeah, like it's 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 a good pick. I just you know like I I did yeah. We just looked, we took it from different angles. It's not wrong. It's a good yeah. freaking good theme. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a solid one for sure. And it's, it is. Yeah. I mean, and any Morricone, like just his music in general, is just so lovely. And like, you know, just the fact that freaking, uh, um, what's his noodle? Uh, uh, oh, why can I not think of his name? Quentin Tarantino, like brought him back. You know what I mean? For Django. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the the hateful eight, but no, it's a great. Maybe it was maybe it was hateful eight that he brought him back for not. I think it was hateful eight. Yeah, Yeah. but it's just it's it's it is so encompassing of 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 duel and facing off that anytime you have any reference of two people squinting at each other, competing over one thing, that song's playing in the background. Yeah, I just love that like. It's during the era of like spaghetti westerns, and he's an Italian composer. You know what I mean? Like these, these Italians like get like the western genre better than like the Americans that spawned it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty, uh, pretty funny. But that's a a very good choice. My my favorite Ennio Morricone is not a. I wouldn't have put on my geeky list, but as a
I, me, my buddy Eric, and uh, my buddy uh, Don Fu, rest in peace, rest in power, Don Fu. We listened to uh, an entire Ennio Morricone like cassette on the way to Vegas, over that and over. Sounds like a fucking dream. That was so good. Don brought it. He like got it in like a consignment shop or something, and we just popped it in back when like rental cars still had cassette players in them. And uh, this would be in the '90s for sure. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. We enjoyed it. I mean, it might have been early 2000s, but anyways, uh, yeah, it was it was fun. That's a good choice, Danny. I approve. Yep. Yeah, Mr. absolutely. Mr. Blue. Okay, so my number five, number five, from Mr. Alan Menken, Zero to Hero from Hercules. Nice. Holy freaking ball holes! Wow. This song, when I was a kid, up to now, is the bee's knees, the cat's pajamas. This song is awesome. Still not number one, but freaking awesome, all right? Bless my soul, her was on a roll. I mean, come on, really? They had a the, they had a gospel group singing in this song, and it was mwah, chef's kiss. Incredible. How could so, you not get pumped listening to that song? So what you're saying is this song went from zero to hero? Yes, it's a it's a great great song. I once again I didn't include uh, stuff with words, so yeah. didn't. But uh, <laughs> neither did I. But it's okay. Okay, no, it, well that's yeah. the last one with words. I hope you have. When he sighs, the girls went wild with ooh the night, <laughs> and I slapped his face on every face on every face. Yeah, I I literally on you, Disney Plus earlier this weekend was like deciding like stuff and i almost like jumped on freaking uh on uh <laughs> hercules with the boy instead we watched winnie the pooh danny so uh, of course why wouldn't you yes because uh and and it was it was good background stuff for for shawnee sean chi while he ran around doing other things yeah <laughs> so yeah all right that's a that's a really good choice I, uh, I approve very much. My next one, I'm quite certain that it's a punt, but uh, we'll just start playing the music and then tell, let Danny tell me that it's a punt. Uh, but that's okay. No. Oh, man. If you want to talk about music inspired by Ennio Morricone and like other westerns, like Ludwig Göransson and the Mandalorian theme, oh man, like I had to. It's hard. They released all of his scores and I had to like go through the scores and like find the one I wanted to download on iTunes, like to make sure it was like the Mandalorian theme. Um, uh, just most it's the most modern thing on my list and it just wows me it's just so freaking good his his he's so talented he for sure as he keeps working is going to like find himself in the pantheon of like other composers i have no doubt he's so weirdly talented you know i i agree you you took the words right out of my mouth regarding oh, the yeah. influence of marcone like if you have a score that just sets up space western that's the fucking song like it's just it's really brilliant because they start the show with it and it gets you emotionally and mentally ready for 
cowboys in space. It's fucking great. Yeah, and I cannot wait to hear his score for Dune. Um, oh, yeah. Heck yeah. 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 Or no, I think, hold on. I think Hans Zimmer is doing the score for Dune. So he did Tenet. Uh, he did the score for Trolls World, World Tour, of course, Black Panther, Fruitvale Station with uh, Kugler. And uh, yeah, he's just, uh, he's he's crazy. It's so talented. And they, I mean, it's lovely because it's Star Wars music now, but it's Star Wars music that's not John Williams, you know? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I just love it. It's it's so good, and it had to had to make my list. It was I had to figure out where on the list, but like, I I felt like five, like you know what I mean, like really rad. It gets me pumped up, but it's not my favorite because I have others, you know. Yeah, of course. So yeah, that's my number five, and I'm surprised it didn't make Danny's list, but that's okay because he put know. he put Ennio Morricone on, so I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to so, It's just funny. Number six was me and Danny with Williams, and number five was with good cowboy music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so going to number four, Danny. All right, so my number four is uh we're sticking to Star Wars. Um, I actually just wanted to pick one Star Wars theme because uh you could I, I was looking at like Rogue One, I was like oh fuck yeah, you know that's a whole other other composer and then you have mandalorian i was like no i'm just i'm gonna stick with one and this it's really just the darth vader theme the imperial march because i just think it's fucking timeless it, it just it just makes any mood serious oh yeah it does. and it's so militaristic that it is sorry copyright laws but yeah it's just that's that's <laughs> that's what I that's what I want. I, it just sucks because you kind of want to keep hearing the, the the second verse and you're just like fuck. But um, I mean I like I like it more in a minor key when it's used for recruiting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 just trying but to be a dick. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it encompasses kind of like the systematic and the militarization of the empire and where where they're at. Um, but yet it's 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 very epic. It's it's it could be a theme to a nation. Like it means evil. Like they're gonna tear shit up. It's such a great song. Such a great score. It is. You're right. It's it's good. It was uh, in contention when I was doing. I wrote down a bunch of John Williams stuff and just had to go with like actually listening to it and remember feelings. You know. And yeah. that's same, same. Yeah. And then this is how that got picked out. Of all the other Star Wars music, because I could easily put Duel of Fates in here, and that oh also for sure for brings sure. in you know feelings, but I guess that's honorable mention, so never mind. I mean, if if I didn't do the just pick two of a composer, like arguably my entire top ten could have just been all John Williams for sure. I, as I much mean, as I like the other other people, like like I said, I agree with Heather, greatest musical storyteller of our time. <sighs> Man, yeah. Although Imperial March is not my favorite Star Wars music, but it's really great. It is really great. Sorry. You can have you can be wrong. It's okay. I still love you. So I, 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 for a second, when you said you were gonna do uh, uh, Giacchino and Rogue One, I was like, I, if you're gonna do music where it's like bum 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 bum, like my brain actually has to decide whether I'm gonna go to John Williams or to Giacchino for that <laughs> those two notes because he did that masterful switch and just like so surprised in the movie theater like just yeah credit to him yep agreed 
Yeah, and I mean, coming in, like, John Williams, like, bum, 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 like, that's so iconic, but somehow he just, like, he put that earworm in my head where I'm like, where's it going? Is it going Rogue One or is it going John Williams? <laughs> so, cool stuff. What about you, Blue, for number four? Okay, so number four, I'm actually going to have to, like, play for you guys. Uh, all of my anime homies are going to know exactly where I'm coming from with this one. Because one of my favorite composers in the world is Joe Hisaishi. Um, this dude makes like the most like emotion pulling songs um, to me like ever. Uh, this song is called "The Path of Wind." It's from a movie called My Neighbor Totoro. Um, it's it's absolutely incredible. I I love the heck out of it. So. I'm going to play you a little bit here. That's beautiful. Yeah, if you haven't heard that song, like, or any of the music from Joe, like, go check him out, because the music and scores from these movies are just like absolutely incredible they're so heartfelt and just they dig deep they dig real deep you know what i mean so that's 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 my number four miyamoru fujisawa is his real name Mm -hmm. that's weird that he (laughs) because joe hisaishi is not that american so (laughs) i don't don't know (laughs) but yeah uh my neighbor totoro is a very very good movie Mm mm-hmm so, did he do a lot of the Miyazakis? He did. Uh, Nausicaa of the Wind, Valley of the Wind, um, uh, Princess Mononoke, uh, and then one other movie that uh, you might hear about later. Kiki's Delivery Service? Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just being a dick. So, my number four is not a, uh, a Studio Ghibli uh, score. Uh, I could be a punk for Mr. Danny. Uh, now, as we're getting lower on the list, though, I'm not so sure. But actually, I have one that I know is going to be on Danny's list. If it's not, I'll, I'll buy him a six-pack of beer. But Ooh, this one, this huh? Ooh, free beer. Uh, so, come on, dude. Uh, when when Danny mentioned Alan Silvestri for Forrest Gump, I was like, ooh. <laughs> because Alan Silvestri also did one of the most iconic scores of our time as far as popularity goes. And that would be the Avengers theme. Oh, yeah. That's... That's a. It's not on my list. It's not on your list. It's not that on is. my list, but that is, it was a contention. That's it's on my honorable mentions. It's a great fucking song. I mean, it's, just just by nature of at the beginning of every Marvel anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like it that that kicks in and it just like puts you like puts you in a mood. You're like here here we go. Oh, we don't want to listen to the ad. <laughs> you, too. you don't get free ad space here buddy I know. like <laughs> now now i'm just waiting for disney plus to put on the next episode or whatever like fuck, fuck me <laughs> uh, it's so good like even like going to avengers campus like at, at this is California Adventure and that music like playing in the background just like oh, it's just so good like I don't think uh, Sylvester like 
gets enough credit. I think people know the music and don't realize the man behind it. You know what I mean? And like he's done a lot of great, amazing scores. And I, I dare say, like 20 years down the road, when people are talking about like geeky scores, they're gonna be talking about the Avengers theme. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. just because of like the openings of all these movies, um, them just taking us, you know, a couple bites out of out of that amazing theme for, I don't know, it's just great, and it had to make my list at some point. So it's my number four. Like that's <sighs> that's, a, that's a solid solid list, sir. That's you know, I think the Avengers theme, and maybe because I don't know, we're older, so it probably has the same effect as um as a Superman theme to like younger people who the last. 15 years or 12 years i've grown up with avenger movies but like it's a sleeper like it's not a song that stands out or that i think of but when i hear it it i fucking know what it is you know like it's it's just i don't think people realize or give it enough credit of how great that avenger theme is oh it's so good like he's so talented and has done some amazing pieces of music. Like we I talked about Luba Gorenson, like that that Black Panther freaking score is just beautiful um, and doesn't get enough credit because the music's so great, right? The soundtrack is so great. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's just so freaking good. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm maybe, maybe we're gonna get sued, but. <laughs> I- Everybody's like leaving the podcast right now to watch their favorite Marvel movie and hopefully it's going back around. Yeah. That could be easily the Earth's mightiest score, sir. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, uh, I don't know. It just. And literally, I made my list, and it didn't make my list at first of, like, the stuff I hummed. And then I'm watching What If, and I'm like, oh, my God, how is this not on my list? Like, right now, I'm so pumped up. Like, Heather is so pumped up. Like, it's I'm going to find where it goes. I'm going to find where it goes on the list. <laughs> and that's where it went, to number four. <laughs> that's, again, a solid pick, sir. All right, Danny, take us to number three. So number three is a theme that captures both adventure, tragedy, and darkness. And it is the theme to the Batman animated series by Danny Elfman. Ooh, I think this is a great nice. theme. It, it, it captures noir very well. Again, sorry for the early cutoff, but it's just like that that score, you know, you could sense the sneakiness of Batman encroaching into the shadows and sneaking oh, yeah. up on the criminals. And then it picks up as soon as he booms and brings the violin. Like it's just it's the perfect theme. And I spent a many, many hours watching this show on TV. The song um, just resonates. Yes, sir. I'm watching it currently because Tyler loves it. Oh, oh fucking, yeah. It holds up so well. Oh, yeah. It yeah. really does. So it, it's oh, bringing me series. nothing but joy on the Hippo Max, like to, you know, one by one, like episode by episode over time, like re, re, 
love this this series. Although I'm gonna correct you, Danny, because the 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 theme for Batman the Animated Series is Shirley Walker. Oh, really? Uh, it is based off of the Batman theme from Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. And I know this because my number three is the Batman theme from Danny Elfman. Uh, but I also wanted to give a shout out to Shirley Walker for how she transformed the theme for Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> well, according to Spotify, it's credited as Danny Elfman. So somebody's got to sue somebody to correct that because he's collecting those pennies. I know the very first season of Batman, uh, it's just like Danny Elfman's with like some uncredited work, I believe, by Shirley Walker. And then when they get to the second season, it's all her uh, based wow. off of like the credit for like the Danny Elfman original theme. But uh, I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Hey, that's it. Someone needs to write a heavily worded email to Spotify to correct this mistake because someone's not getting their uh, their uh, commission. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not sure how much money is made off these Spotify songs, but yeah. That's true. Uh, Lou, what is your what is your number three? Okay. So my number three, I'm gonna have to definitely play for you guys as well, is from the great Trevor Jones. And if you guys don't know who Trevor Jones is, you do know who Trevor Jones is. Um it's not a question, you do. You know exactly who he is. Because he helped write all of the music with David Bowie on The Labyrinth, but he also wrote the music for The Dark Crystal and uh, The Dark Crystal Overture, which is the opening and the theme of the whole film, was his baby, which is, which is this that I'm going to... I use that song to this day when I need to think of fantasy things or if I need to get my head into the game of like doing something for D&D. The music from that movie just it puts me in the headspace. That song in particular is just like, ooh, I'm okay. I'm ready for something to think outside the box to like go the extra mile. Very nice. It's, It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I, it's incredible. I, approve, I approve very much of that being in there. I mean, I already said what my number three is. There was a part of me that wanted to do the classic Neil Hefty song, like Batman, Batman. And I know, like Danny loves the the 1966 Batman as much as I do. Uh, I, do. I do. But that that said, as much as I enjoy that song, Danny Elfman's Batman theme is just. What what do you say? It's just so. I mean, it's single handedly keeping that Batman ride cool at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> it's uh yeah. His Danny Elfman's music just period for Batman and Batman Returns, and like you know, it's so iconic that they they found a way to like use it for like the Snyderverse stuff too. You know. Mm-hmm. Just uh and yes and and with the influence in Batman the animated series it's it's just everything it's it's so freaking good uh i i stuck with batman danny elfman from like the actual like movie batman uh but yeah i mean me and danny agree it's a great it's a great score uh and shout out to shirley walker 
and everything she did for Batman the Animated Series. And I just wanted to name drop that I almost put Beetlejuice somewhere on my list. Oh, uh, oh, it's such a good score. So uh, it is such a fucking good score. I'll, I'll just leave it there because it sounds like Blue might be uh, surprising us. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on to number two with Mr. Deuce. Number Deuce. The number Deuce of my list. This is probably the deepest cut that I'm ever going to do on this fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a score that really signals danger and intensity of a situation. It's called... Uh, the score is called the Got Them Where They Live by Rob Walsh, John Douglas, and Ann Bryant. And it's a score from the G.I. Joe cartoon show. Um, nice. And it goes something like this. So sorry again, but yeah, that's 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 a song that has car- score that has carried me from my childhood. It's a score that I play all the time. It's just for me fantastic. It really signifies like danger and and intensity and like things are about to happen. Are you guys still there? Did I lose all you? We're no. here. We're just listening. Oh, okay. We're listening. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm invested. Yeah. No. It's just it's. It's such a powerful theme for a 1980s cartoon show, but it's so fucking well done. So it's um, the G.I. Joe theme, right? No. It's okay. a theme that they play oh, when, like, oh. whenever G.I. Joe or any of the Joes get cornered and, like, there's a chant, like, oh, shit, like, you know, Lady J is about to get murked. Like, they play that theme. And, like, they're trying to get out of, like, a sit- sticky situation because, like, it can go tits up real quick. And it's called oh. called Got Them Where They Live. Yep. And who's it by? It is by Rob Walsh, Johnny Douglas, and Ann Bryant. Johnny Douglas and Ann Bryant. Because I tried to look it up on a real quick search and it didn't pop up. So that's well, what I was asking. That's, that's again as my prior song. It is credited that way on Spotify. So if that's not the right composers, you can write a uh, heavily worded email to Spotify to make corrections. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I, that, I, that was, when I mentioned earlier about like having to deep dive for some of these, that one like took hours of trying to fucking find because I was like, I could hum it, but I didn't know like the exact words, and then didn't even know who the composers were. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah I approve. Yeah. I mean, yeah, real good. Thank real you. Real good. Yeah, I don't All think right, I'm ever gonna get that deep again. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Let's see how long the podcast goes for. okay are you guys ready are you ready to get your balls to the walls with this song okay because it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna hit you right in the feels that's what's gonna happen is it another winnie the pooh no just give me a second i'm gonna play it first before i say anything okay okay Oh wow! Ah, ah! The never-ending story. <laughs> yes, happy flight. It's it's when Bastion or uh and Atreyu both when they get to 
fly on Falcor for their first times a piece. That is the song that plays. And it has um, been one of the most influential songs in like, even in video games and fantasy, like ever. Because every single flight song in a video game is probably based off of that song. Um, how could you not want to go on an adventure when you hear that thing? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's so good. It's so good. And uh, the composer was Klaus Doldinga. Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it, I, fuck you, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. And for that, all I can say is turn it up. Listen with your ears. Laugh it up. A podcast of five years. Do-do-do-do. We'll discuss the comic scores and other geeky composers. Blue and Wookie and Danny. With a never-ending, never-ending podcast. Oh, 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 oh. Different song, yeah. but still. Yeah. <laughs> a never-ending podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, man. You, you got, got me a little misty. Uh, suddenly, there's dust in my freaking house. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's good. It's so good. I wanted, brings back I wanted to fly on Falcor. Mother yeah, Trump. who didn't? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff. <laughs> wow, it, it makes me like not even want to say what my number two is. We should just end the podcast there. Like, <laughs> uh, my number two, uh, I mentioned it. It's a punt. Uh, it is my favorite John Williams piece of music, and it is that Mother Truck and Superman theme. And oh. uh, I I want it to be other John Williams stuff, but when I heard it at the Hollywood Bowl. It just like transported me to like being a kid and believing that a man could fly. it's just so so good like ah it's just the the trumpets just rocking the strings just stringing and my heart just soaring oh yeah holy hell like yeah man just uh it's just, just everything. It's and yeah. just the fact, that as much as Danny does not like Superman, the fact that it made his list, you know what I mean, like says something about the song. It, it absolutely. It, this the score is definitely just. It really just. It's magnificent. It it really is, and it's so. There's something about it that inspires, you know, like hope. Like what Superman's supposed to inspire, not like this douchebaggery that he does, but. Yeah, it's it's so good. And when I was playing uh the DC Legos Lego DC superheroes whatever, and every time you take off as Superman, you start flying like this song plays. So the yeah. score is in the background, and it's really hard to not catch yourself flying around for like forty five minutes to an hour doing absolutely nothing but flying. And right. With the song, with the score in the background, like it's just chef kiss. Yeah, it's uh, it's just really good. It's, uh, oh man, I'm sure Danny probably thought it was my number one, but I think my number one 
uh, it shouldn't surprise you guys, but it might surprise you guys. Uh, so yeah, it's not a deep cut at all, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but I guess since we're at number two, we're going to get to our number ones. I'll start with my number one and let you guys finish. Cause I don't think the white man should oh, talk last. Okay. Um, but let's do some honorable mentions if you guys have any. Oh nope. yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can go in order with Danny first, then blue, then me or whatever we want to do. Um, you go ahead blue because I didn't really have any, we've already mentioned my honorable mentions. Uh, you know what? Uh, there's only one honorable mention, and it's another John Williams one. We got cut off, and it's one I really wanted to put in, but you could only use two John Williams songs, and we haven't mentioned it yet. And it's Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a hard, hard. If I honestly like the indie John Williams music more than I like the Star Wars John Williams music, it's good. It, yeah, it's, it's fan fucking tastic. It's it's great. It it's still like it would have bumped out Imperial March just because you know of the rules of the the parameters or whatever. But uh, oh, it's just just a fantastic thing. It yeah. is. It it really is. It's uh, I, I I get to hear it at work fairly often. <laughs> and I would be happy. Yeah, if I, that happened. I mean, I tell you, like, working in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, like, as an archaeologist, like, just, like, connection to, like, the, that lovely franchise was neat. It was. As much as me and Blue didn't really enjoy working there, uh, yeah. the connection to the franchise is neat. <laughs> the <laughs> problem is all them dabgum archaeologists. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> uh, as a ride system and a story, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's de- good, Danny. I'm glad you had at least one honorable mention, and that's a perfect one to bring up. What about you, Blue? Okay, so I, I was really trying to stay away from the John Williams music at, because I thought we were going to have a lot more of it <laughs> than we ended well, up having. The, the most we could have is six if all of us picked two. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, but uh, I was like, ah, you know, let's try to go for different things. But um, and plus, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any most of his songs in the same so yeah it's honorable mention definitely the uh the prologue to book two and the escape of the dursleys john williams from the harry potter and the chamber of secrets it's it's basically a play off of the original um like theme and uh you you know the song like the do 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 the the harry potter theme it's so good you know what i mean I think it's it's iconic. It it really gets you into the into that like ah oh, I'm a wizard. I'm a hairy wizard. Look at me go. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. I put things in pots. I'm a potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His Harry Potter music is. And I remember when Heather like she didn't realize that he had done that theme, and then she was so excited like ooh I love him even more now. So mm-hmm. that's cute. Yeah. What else, you got anything else, Blue? Yeah, the other uh, Hans Zimmer musics. Um, there was one that he did with um, Rodrigo y Gabriela, 
who are two absolutely incredible guitar players. If you have never heard them play their music, it would, they're incredible. Anyways, uh, this one was from the Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger Tides. And the song was called Palm Tree Escape. Oh, I just realized I had it on my computer. I was listening to it on my computer, but I didn't bring it up on the on the phone. But uh, it, it, it's really good. Uh, hold on one second. So I'll, I'll play it for you guys right now. Uh, nope, that's an ad. No ad. Nope. I love that score. Go away, ad. Stop it. Nobody cares about your stupid blah, 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 blah. No. Go away. It's one of those ones you can't no, don't. Not okay. Here it is. It just gets you really pumped. It's really cool. But um, yeah, it's just one of those scores that uh, I think the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean scores were absolutely incredible, and Hans Zimmer did a fantastic job on them. And the fact that he brought Rodrigo and Gabriela into it made me really happy. I was like, whoa, look at them go. They're really cool. So uh, that was definitely on my honorable, uh, honorable mentions as well. Nice. Anything else? Uh, you know, all of the Star Wars music was in my thought uh, for putting on this. And I was like, no, let me just let me back off and and try something else. There were a couple songs from across the universe, but that's basically just like Beatles music. Beatles so songs. I didn't, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't include those either. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh no, that doesn't. I, I figured it didn't really count, even though it's like you know it was a movie and stuff like that, and they had a lot of good music. Uh, I like the way that they um, changed up some of the songs. Fair enough. Yeah. I dig it. So my honorable mention, so first and foremost, like we're talking like scores, like I have to give a shout out to Kevin Kiner from Clone Wars and Rebels and Bad Batch. Like, I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, he takes John Williams music and then does his own unique twist. And uh, I do think the music is a big part of those animated Star Wars. So I but I couldn't like key in on like one specific that really moves me. But I enjoy his work. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Like, he's just so incredibly talented. Uh, like I said, I didn't do songs with words, but it was really hard for me not to mention Phil Collins' work on Tarzan. Because, man, like, they were like, Phil Collins just, like, writes some music. And he came with the thunder, like, right. and the emotionality and just, like, took that movie to a whole new level. And just, like, yeah, like, oh, my God. Like, who expected that from Phil Collins? Randy Newman's work on Toy Story. Toy Story. 
just freaking incredible uh from just instrumentals to like you know stuff with words but the real like true honorable mention that almost was my number 10 it was between game of thrones and this is the flash theme by samuel kim for the cw oh. uh, it's it's actually my ringtone on my phone when my phone's not on silent which is very rare but yeah it's uh i don't know it just it's it's nothing fancy but it really really fits into i don't i don't even know like how to say it like it just it it's good it 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 hits all the right notes with that show and like when it plays i'm just like thank you thank you guy it makes you make me happy <laughs> i mean here hold on let's see i'm turn up my volume and see if my ringtone will play wait is this your number one <laughs> so yeah like i don't know just uh i i dig the way the way it sounds it's an honorable mention it was almost my number 10 i uh i bounced back and forth between game of thrones and that many different times all right, so, because you mentioned Flash, so I was just like, "Oh shit, this could be your number one." No, 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 but that's love the fucking Flash. That's written by Samuel Kim, and uh, it's it's good. And I think there's some really good uh, music stuff that happens on those CW shows. It doesn't get get enough credit. And uh, I guess I have to give a shout out to Murray Gold and the Doctor Who. I asked my mom what Kiki thinks she wanted on there, and she really wanted the Doctor Who freaking theme. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll give a shout-out to Murray Gold and Doctor Who for my mama. <laughs> but I guess uh, we're going to finish off our number one of, of what we think are musical masterpieces, songs, scores that make us think of adventure and sadness and danger and nostalgia, if I dare say. And I'm going to go first. Because I want uh, Blue and Danny to finish off. They can argue about who goes next. But my number one geeky score. Does it get any better than... Freaking The Simpsons by Danny Elfman. It does not... It does not get any better for me than freaking the simpsons by danny elfman oh man it's it's yeah it's my number one i i love it i know it's not the most like like complicated written like like thing ever but it just you play that and somebody knows what it is you know and like you instantly have like the episodes that you love and the episodes that you hate and like your favorite Simpsons jokes, your favorite Simpsons lines. And like the fact that it's Danny Elfman is just crazy. And it also just gives me a nice segue to point out that Hans Zimmer does a lot of the score for the Simpsons <laughs> uh, and he doesn't get credit for it. When I saw it, when does Simpsons take the bowl? He actually was like orchestrating pieces he'd written in a Bart Simpson like hoodie. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> So, like, yeah, Hans Zimmer does a lot of amazing music, but he also does, like, score a lot of The Simpsons. But, yeah, uh, that's my number one. Uh, the Simpsons, Danny Elfman. Like, I love it. it uh, I would have bet dollar to donut that you would have picked the theme to Jaws. No, um, that's that's Sean's thing, man. 
Yeah. Like, and I only, I already said to John Williams, so I don't even, I can't. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, I, I love the, and well, actually, not even the Jaws theme. I like the adventure theme from that movie better when they're on the high seas. I think that's what it's called, high seas. And it's actually called Out to Sea, the Shark Cage Fugue from Jaws. Yeah. So if I have to pick a piece of music from the all Jaws right, sport, right. it's going to be Those that. Are very, but, uh, yeah, that's a very, it's a very riot pick. That's that should be your number one. You're, yeah. That's all this all started is from you, but... you working on a uh, Simpsons game forum. This is how this all. Yeah. This is how we're here. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah, a weird evolution. That website <laughs> still exists. It's tstoaddicts.com. I'm still technically a member. <laughs> Alyssa works very hard on that. Safi works very hard. Uh, they lost Cranky Old Guy, but I'm still, my avatar is still up on the banner. <laughs> I have an open invitation to write there whenever I want. So nice. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. People don't know me anymore because it's been like five years of me doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah. 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 Every once in a while I pop on their addicts live if I can. Uh, Alyssa is a dear friend of mine. Uh, one of the benefits of that thing was just becoming really good friends with them. But uh, yeah. The the Simpsons theme, like it's it's just iconic. It's just so good, you know. Like it really is. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And uh, I guess my deep poll surprised you guys that it's my number one. I don't know. It's on brand for me. It's it very on brand. brand for you. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't even consider it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with <laughs> I'm like with it doesn't make any sense to me now that I know. Like it doesn't make any sense to me why that didn't immediately pop up. Oh yeah, yeah like tough. for the Godzilla. Like, if we'd gotten to number one, Blue, and you hadn't said the Godzilla theme, I knew that would be your number one. So I'm just, yeah. I haven't mentioned it yet in my top ten. It has to hit my top ten somewhere, so. It, yeah, yeah, it absolutely did. Absolutely did. Huh. There Great. we go. All right, who's going next? Is it Danny or is it Blue? Who is it? Well, I went first, so go ahead, Blue. Okay, I'll go. All right, so um, this song is from, is uh, the composer is Joe, again, uh, Hisaishi. Um, and this was for the movie Spirit Away, which is very near and dear to my heart. And, uh, this particular song is so powerful. And I had a really good moment with, uh, my mom because she was like, oh, you like the animes and the, and the Japanese animation. And I was like, yeah, um, they do a lot of things, you know, differently than we do over here. And I, I really appreciate it. He goes, I don't like the way it looks. It looks weird. And I'm like, yeah, you should probably watch this movie with me. And this movie, when this song came on uh, the first time, it brought her to tears. And I was like, really? Let me show you when he plays. Because he he plays this song. It's called One Summer's Day. And it's uh, it's basically a song for, like, remembering things. And uh, he he play, it's it's kind of upbeat. I'm going to play it for you guys right now. Uh, not upbeat, but it's kind of a a little more energetic in the in the film. That was not energetic, Blue. <laughs> Hold on, give it a second. It's getting up there. Wait, why can't I do the thing? Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. Okay. Is it playing now? It's been playing the whole time. 
Oh, okay. It's lovely. Yeah, so this is a much more energetic version than uh, the one I ended up playing for my mom. Because if you uh, look him up on the internet, you'll see that he has, he plays it on the piano just by himself. And it is the most intricate, like, I have never seen anybody be so soft with a piano before. The way he plays is just, just chef's kiss. Incredible. And that song has so much meaning for me. It's so good. And I strongly recommend everybody checking that video out. It's really, really good. Like, I could even link it on the on the Facebook page. I, I probably will, as a matter of fact, because I like it. <laughs> Fair enough. You could pop it up on the Laugh It Up Buzzballs Blue. I will. Yeah, but don't pop it up until after this podcast posts. Of course. <laughs> you can just drop it in the comments when I when I put up the post on Saturday or Sunday. Heck yeah. 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 All right, Danny, finish this off, bud. So I think you hyped up my the number one a little too much by calling it masterpieces or whatever. But this probably comes, not probably, this score comes from my, probably my favorite movie of all time. It's my number one. Um, I think it captures whimsy, the spookiness, the, the adventure, and kind of the attitude of these characters and it is by elmer bernstein and it's the theme to ghostbusters but it's not the uh ray parker jr version it's their actual theme is the theme that they play whenever egon peter and ray are together oh wow So I could I could play that longer if I wanted to. Um, that, that, wow. But yeah, that's 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 my number one. That's I, I I love that theme so much. It just it really captures kind of the heart of the, what that movie is. It's that you know it's a goofy comedy, but it's also kind of tense and scary, and it's you know it's a horror film. Outmost of anything it is, it's it's a, it's a horror film with comedy in it, and I think that theme does a really good job of like signifying that is the is the name of it ghostbusters or does it have a different name as again going back to my prior uh comments is that on spotify it has it under the ghostbusters theme that's the name of the song um if that's not correct you can go ahead and write a, a lengthy email to spotify to make those proper <laughs> <practices>. <laughs> I, I i see that there's a song by elmer bernstein or bernstein ghostbusters theme i'm just i was just curious because you know of course you pop up ghostbusters theme that sound is but that that's you know there, and there's different um tones of that theme throughout the entire movie that's like their character theme that's the theme mm-hmm. that they go to there's slower versions and more fast-paced versions of it depending on the scene that they're in but that's kind of that's the theme that sets up the characters for their situations growing in. I, and I absolutely love it. It's the theme I hear all the time in my head. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, number one, you guys were totally expecting me to drop, like, a Mark Mothersbaugh-like song from Thor Ragnarok. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that score downloaded because uh, it's, it's not the music in the background that gets me all hyped up for Thor Ragnarok. But shout out to Mark Mothersbaugh for actually doing a film score. 
Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we had a good uh, good list. Do we want to recap our list? I can start off. Sure, okay. go for it. So uh, I have the Game of Thrones theme by Raman Jawadi, uh, the Wonder Woman theme by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL, uh, Incredibles by Michael Giacchino, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean by Hans Zimmer, Jurassic Park by John Williams, the Mandalorian theme from Ludwig Göransson, the Avengers theme, Alan Silvestri, Batman, Danny Elfman, number two is Superman, John Williams, and then my number one, bam, 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 ba-da, bam, bam, ba-da-da-da-da, the Simpsons theme by Danny Elfman. Ah, so good. Yeah, it is. That uh, is good. Solid list, sir. Solid list. Mr. Danny? Mine is uh, the theme to MASH, Suicide is Painless by Johnny Mandel. Then the Shining theme by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkins. Um, then the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh by the Sherman Brothers. Um, the theme to Forrest Gump by Alan Silverti. Uh The Superman theme by Mr. John Williams. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly theme by Eno Mercone. And then Imperial March by John Williams. The Batman theme or animated series influenced by Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> the One of the intense scores from the G.I. Joe animated series by Rob Walsh, John Douglas, and Anne Bryant. The Got Them Where They Live. And then my number one is the Ghostbusters themes by Elmer Bernstein. Very, very nice. I dig it. And Blue, take us out. All right. So my number 10 is Hans Zimmer with Deliver Us from uh, The Prince of Egypt. The next number nine is composer Tyler Bates with To Victory from 300. Number eight uh, is Howard Shore from The Lord of the Rings uh, with Concerning Hobbits. Number seven is Jerry Goldsmith, the Star Trek The Next Generation theme. Number six is... Akira Ifukube with the Godzilla theme. Uh, number five <laughs> is Alan Menken, Zero to Hero from Hercules. Uh, number four is Joe Hisaishi, the first of two, uh, with Path of the Wind from My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, number three is Trevor Jones, the Dark Crystal Overture from The Dark Crystal. Number two is Klaus Dorlinga with Happy Flight from Neverending Story. And number one, Joe Hisaishi again with One Summer's Day from the movie Very, Spirit nice. West. I think uh, hopefully just listen to this list, dear listener, you've uh, found some new things to maybe like put in your ear holes other than the podcast. You got like some little tastes as well as some YouTube ads <laughs> as we tried, <laughs> tried to play some of it for you. Danny was much more prepared with his uh, with his clips. But yeah, there's, there's some really good stuff. And I think uh, it's something that has to do with this geeky stuff that we like that's not talked about enough. Yeah, you know, like John Williams, of course, gets talked about, you know, um, Hans Zimmer, uh, maybe even Alan Silvestri. But there there are a lot of incredibly talented musical people that are as responsible for how much you enjoyed this geeky shit as the, as the actual like visuals and the voices like Star Wars without John Williams is not Star Wars fact. Yep. <laughs> like it's just not. In fact, you can listen to apocryphal stories of them watching the movie without the music and be like, this is not going to work. This is garbage. <laughs> and uh, his music took it to another level and 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 continues to this day uh, to at least influence like other composers. Like every everybody that's making music now will tell you they're inspired by John Williams. And that's just because he's John Williams, you know, and and I think Hans Zimmer is in that pantheon because he's an older man. But they're, they're just really, really incredibly talented people. And there's people on the up and coming, you know. 
I would say uh, Ludwig Gorenson and Michael Giacchino, like they're they're finding their spot doing some amazing stuff. What are you guys' thoughts? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many songs that, and like I I hope you can tell from like my list, I pull things from like childhood. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff coming to me that have like a deep significant meaning to me and stuff. And I I, I really feel like. Music is one of those interesting things that it is very subjective to each and every person. But at the same time, it's like a universal language. And like even with the, the, the Avengers theme, like the, the theme to 300 to victory, like there are just songs that can really carry you through stuff. And then there are songs like uh, One Summer's Day that could just center you and and just put you in that zone where you know what? Everything is going to be fine and uh, pull you out of a funk. You know what I mean? I, I, mm-hmm. I really feel like all this music and, and stuff is something that we as geeks can come together about, like no matter what. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what your beliefs and thoughts are about stuff. And music is just one of those universal languages. And I'm really glad that uh, it's something that we can all share together. I agree, Blue. Well said. Mr. Danny? Wow. There's something about scores that are so important that they really like yeah there's the visual and there's the words but scores subconsciously prepare you for what's about to happen on scene like you're already emotionally being set up to what's going to happen and it is a true art form and a true work to have a composer that can speak the film's language without any pictures or words. Um, and I think that's why it makes John Williams so great is because his music or Hans Zimmerman, because they're good at like defining the movie without watching the movie. And uh, it's just a movie without a score is just not, it's just not going to hit. Music is essential for speaking to our souls and preparing us. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I th- like not not a musical masterpiece, but in as much as when you hear my silly strumming of the guitar that starts off the podcast, like you know what you're in for. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that little bit of music, you're like, oh yeah, it's that fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's that guy like playing the one thing that he came up with on his guitar. <laughs> So, yeah, I think music is important. And while, while I don't remember saying no music on the podcast, uh, I'm glad we we settled the score, Mr. Danny. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, it was a, a very fun conversation. I'm glad we had it. And honestly, like, we're not we're not even arguing. We're just like, ooh, that's a good piece of music. Or like, ooh, like, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, lots of lots of interesting stuff. And honestly, uh, I didn't think there would be a ton of crossover, but I thought there might be a little bit more. But I'm glad there wasn't. I, th- I thought there was going to be a ton. But yeah, me too. Interesting. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, what's his name? All over the place. John Williams all over the place. Well, yeah. I also if, thought there were more people would have more Howard Shore. Like, he, he does amazing songs. Like, but I guess not. Okay. Well, the problem is you're doing a top 10. Like, I, I agree. Like, Howard Shore, like, does a great music. But, you know, if I'm picking my top 10, like, mm-hmm. I'm not picking a fucking Hobbit movie. Yeah. <laughs> It might break the top 20, maybe, <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> I mean, forests do encompass walking through forests for a really long time. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm going with forests, I'm going with Alan Silvestri's music uh, with Danny. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I prefer that forest. I like my forest to include gumps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm no surprises. I'm, I, I figured I was wondering how Danny was going to fit G.I. Joe into his list. Uh, I should have guessed that Ghostbusters was going to be there at the end, but like, I, I don't know. I was like, he's not going to pick that Ray Parker song, is he? Like, <laughs> I, just, I just didn't see him on Brad, but I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you find a, a piece of music that that fit in there. So, and yeah, like me, Simpsons, Star Wars, like yeah, duh. I think the uh, biggest surprise for myself was just the fact that I there were other John Williams pieces of music that I wanted to talk about more than uh than star wars and like i said et would have would have fallen in that list before uh star wars as well uh probably some jaws music too i just john williams is just incredibly talented like there's so much good stuff so yeah yeah any other final thoughts guys before we sign off oh no i'm good i i i put it all out there for you very nice well guys you know the drill Laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail.com if you want to send an email people don't send me emails send me an email i would love it you would make my ever-loving day. Uh, if you want merch to rock one of the best podcasts that's out there, there's hundreds of millions of podcasts, but this is one of the ones that doesn't get enough credit. And if you want to rock a t-shirt, tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. All the podcasts are found. The home is anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball, but then it proliferates into whatever places that find your ear holes. And I'm grateful that the site does that work for me and I don't have to worry about it. At Wookie Riot on Twitter and Instagram. Blue is at Blue Wolf D. Danny, if you really want to talk to him, go over to the Facebook group, Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, and uh, and join the Facebook group. And uh, lots of news and lots of conversation and and over 600 people talking geeky with you. Uh, so join if you do the Book of Faces. And uh, anything else that I didn't mention, Boyos? Oh, that's it. You covered. Yeah, those are the things. And we appreciate you uh joining us on this musical journey of the podcast yeah it was a good time i enjoyed it thanks for stopping by guys thanks for listening listener uh and uh if we were gonna finish with uh one song one song to rule them all do we do we have a choice yes of course we have a choice blues clues blues clues (laughs) (laughs) oh man when steve dropped on the interwebs just to make everybody remember that he didn't forget them oh that was a moment. Dude, I I have been listening to it like most of the day. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, it was it was it was really lovely. All right. Uh we got blue, we got the deuce, we got the Wookiee, uh, because it doesn't rhyme with that shit. And uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh we appreciate you joining us for this. Uh almost two hours, but I think worth it because a really great conversation. And uh, we'll be we'll be back in your ear holes with whatever comes next. So uh, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for being classy. And until next time, TTFN Blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he always says, "Danny the Deuce." Pew 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 pew. Pew pew pew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and me, Joe the Wookie, right? Out.